0: Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. Stick around until the end of this podcast for a preview of a recent episode exploring the history of investors holding businesses accountable and the dawn of the ESG, or Environmental Social Governance, movement. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston.
1: All right. So after a whole series on vaccinations and a pretty heartbreaking episode last week, I think we could all use a snack, right?
2: All right, I'm ready. All right.
1: I want you to savor all the flavors and the texture. All right. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Wait, you're not savoring enough. (laughs) How slowly do you
2: want me to chew this? You can like it's very vinegary. It's vinegar and salt.
1: What kind of vinegar?
2: Balsamic? <laughs> no, it's not sweet enough. It's basically like a cheesy poof.
1: Mm-hmm. But not cheesy.
2: Not cheesy, but it has that kind of schmutz on the outside of it that a cheesy poof would have. Yes. Malt vinegar, maybe?
1: It's apple cider vinegar. Mm. It's an apple cider vinegar salt. I think it's like Himalayan salt technically. So of Himalayan course. salt and apple cider vinegar poof. I won't say who makes them until they sponsor our show. Till then they're just anonymous apple cider vinegar <sighs> poofs.
2: Alright, I'm going to eat my snack which was given to me by Josh because I didn't bring snacks because I am I did a bad job.
1: It, it just looks like a carrot with, um, with some kind of pesto.
2: Yeah, it's a pesto. Di- oh, I have the lid here. Zug sauce.
1: Zoug sauce?
2: Z H O U G, how would you pronounce that?
1: Z H O U G, yeah.
2: Zoug sauce.
1: Zoug sauce.
2: Mmm. Gingery.
1: I'll have some in a little bit. I'm on the poof train right now.
2: Weird. So we are eating snacks into the microphone because why not? Also, snack time is back, baby. The snack is back.
1: (laughs) Yep. This is where we tell snack-size stories from Reddit. So this is not your typical meal-size episode, if you will. This is just a little something-something to hold you over until next week.
2: Yeah, we are releasing full episodes every other week these days. But in between, we will give you some bonus good goodies like snack time Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and this story came to us as a kind of unexpected snack time gift
1: the gift giver is a guy named james
3: i'm from western australia and um on reddit my name is agent 641
2: we found james in the comment thread of a post about a mysterious mountain of dishware in the middle of the woods which is the story we are going to be dishing on for you next week.
1: No spoilers.
2: Yes, yes. But the point is, on that post, James left a very brief but very helpful comment, which, again, we are going to talk about later. I will leave it at that for now.
1: And as you might know, when you leave a really great and subsequently very popular comment on Reddit— Sometimes other Redditors start scrolling through your post history. Sort of like, this person seems cool. What other cool posts and comments have they made?
2: Yeah, like that thing people do with me all the time because I'm super cool.
1: (sighs) No, they don't. (laughs) But this did totally happen to James.
2: So we're talking to you about a specific story involving your discovery of a pile of plates in (laughs) in Western Pennsylvania for which you have for which you have been greatly celebrated on reddit um but you have also been celebrated on reddit for another post that you made titled who do you call when you're stuck Uh, can you (laughs) can you can you tell us a
3: little bit about that uh
4: yeah
3: yeah sure um I had a feeling you might bring that up, like I was hoping you wouldn't look into it, like into my post-history that much, but geez, where, where do you want me to start with that?
1: <laughs> well, in what way did you get stuck? Maybe let's start there.
3: I had a countertop that I was trying to make, and I was using epoxy resin to coat it, and I let it sit overnight in my living room, and when I came back to it, I thought it was dry, and so I, I was reading the instructions on the epoxy resin to see if I needed to apply another code or do anything special. And I sort of, I sat down while I was reading, didn't really think about it. And I, I sat down on the actual countertop, which I had applied epoxy resin to and got a little bit stuck. I didn't really notice at first, but, um, when I tried to stand up, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so you go, so, so literally
2: speaking, you, you glued your ass to the countertop
3: yeah that's right.
1: Oh.
3: Uh, I wasn't quite sure like who do you call when it's not a life-threatening emergency, but you're still gonna you're gonna need some help with something. So I thought I'd just ask Reddit because I had my phone with me, so your yeah. phone was within reach. Yeah, yeah, it was in my hand.
1: So James is glued to his countertop. That's bad, but he has his phone. that's good. and he uses that phone not to call for help, but to post on Reddit which he probably chose to do in part because of what he was wearing at the time.
3: Um, I, I wasn't wearing anything, actually. Um, I'd just gotten out of the shower and I live by myself, so I was just sort of wandering around the house naked.
2: James, um, James, no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. If you got out of the shower, it's cool.
3: Obviously that's why I got stuck, because if I'd just gotten my pants stuck, then no big deal. Just you
2: take off Just my take pants off your off, pants. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get your birthday pants stuck, that's a whole different
3: scenario. Yeah, you can't take those off very easily. Oh
1: no. <laughs> Can I just ask, how did you finally get free?
3: Uh I, I used a, a jar of pickles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this story gets
2: better and better, James. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what to do. I, I was tr- I was trying to sort of like get free bit by bit, and it wasn't working. So I was on Reddit and someone mentioned that you know you can use a solvent or something to dissolve it. And I think yeah someone mentioned um, something like, gee, you're in a bit of a pickle. And it reminded me that you know pickles have vinegar as the the liquid in them and that vinegar acts as a solvent. Um, so, I had a jar of pickles and used the juice to sort of free myself.
1: So you just took yeah. the countertop with you to the fridge to get the jar yeah. of pickles.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, it was like two meters wide, so about six foot wide, and so I was able to get to the fridge from where I was. Um, so I used the pickle juice. Did you eat a pickle during this
2: process? Any part oh, yeah, of this process? Yeah, I ate most of them. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well, we really appreciate you telling us that story because it's a great story. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> we will move on now.
2: <laughs> but not just yet. You will have to wait until next week to find out how James from Australia is an important character in our search for a mysterious mountain of plates in America.
1: See you then. Bye. Bye.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. A recent episode explores the long tradition of investors influencing companies to do better.
4: If you even go back to the 1600s, the Dutch East Indies companies, you'd have ships that would disappear for three, four or five years at a time. And there were mechanisms that were needed because investors would put money into these operations.
0: Stick around until the end of this podcast for a preview of the episode.
1: A gruesome scandal at the nation's most prestigious university shines a light on a macabre and lucrative world of buying and selling human remains.
4: Human body parts taken by a manager at the Harvard Medical School morgue and then sold to customers online. So my first skull is right there on the top shelf. That's my first and my favorite.
1: I'm reporter Ali Jarmanning, and this story raises some tough questions. How should we treat the dead, And who gets to decide?
4: There should be some Middle ground, where we treat deceased tissues differently than we treat old refrigerators.
1: This is Postmortem, the Stolen Bodies of Harvard, a new season of WBUR's Last Scene. Listen and follow Last Scene wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Is Business Broken, a podcast from BU Questrom School of Business. Listen on for a preview of one of the episodes. ESG,
4: or environmental social governance, challenges businesses to think beyond the immediate bottom line. But before ESG, the balance scorecard did something similar. Questrom's Eddie Riedel explains. The big thing that was groundbreaking about the balance scorecard is really this idea to move beyond thinking about financial statements, which everybody thought about since the 1920s, right? That was kind of the gold standard for how to evaluate a company and its performance. And the balanced scorecard's big insight, I think, was to get companies internally to think about, well, what if you don't just focus on financial measures? There are other things that are gonna affect your performance, and maybe they won't affect them today, but they're gonna affect them in the short-term, mid-term, long-term. Building in those other criteria, those other dimensions, And explicitly linking that to your strategy, to how your company is going to operate, what kind of big decisions it's going to make, that's really what the big insight of the balanced scorecard was meant to do. And at the time, uh, right now, it doesn't seem particularly revolutionary, it seems kind of obvious. We've been stuck in the ESG movement for a while, and thinking about linking these things to corporate strategy seems pretty obvious. At the time, it was a pretty big, whoa, kind of moment.
0: Find the full episode by searching for Is Business Broken wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about the Mayrotra Institute for Business, Markets, and Society at ibms.bu.edu.